0: Colleagues, Anthony McKay, President and CEO of the National Centre on Education and the Economy, and we are in our second year of Global Ed Talks, and I'm delighted today to welcome Professor Carol Campbell. Carol, wonderful to have you with us. Thank you. Let me just make it clear that um, your work in education is known by many of those who will be enjoying uh, this conversation. Uh, not only in Canada and the U.S., but obviously internationally. Uh, at the moment, of course, Professor of Leadership and Educational Change at OISI. But uh, this has been part of a wonderful career in which you have spent time in Scotland, in the U.K., in the U.S., now Canada, moving between various institutions, but always having teachers and their learning and their leadership central to your research and your development and your advocacy, and indeed your leadership roles yourself, both in universities, but also in international agencies. You are currently, of course, the Director of the International Congress for School Effectiveness and Improvement. But it's wonderful to have you here because uh, you've also been a significant contributor to NCO's work, uh, our Empowered Educators Series. Uh, you took responsibility for the lead work in Ontario and just recently published another new volume on teacher learning and leadership of by and for teachers so it's fantastic work wonderful to have you with us let me begin this conversation by asking you what might appear to be um, a rather simple question the nature of teachers work if you think about all of your research and development, your engagements, your participation in teachers' work over a period of time. How do you capture the essence of teachers' work and is it changing?
1: Thanks, Tony. So it sounds like a simple question and I could give you a simple answer. Teachers teach it sounds really obvious. So we've been working with with many countries across the world and recently completed a study with Education International looking at seven education systems where teachers were asked to actually document and see what their day-to-day working life involved. Uh, And no surprise, the majority of teachers' time is in classroom teaching their students, thinking about how to teach, assessment, student welfare, and the factors that come with teaching in a class. So curriculum, instruction, assessment, communication with parents and guardians all matter. At at the same time, teachers are now dealing with increasingly diverse students in their classrooms and in their communities. So equity is a major factor for teachers. To think about how to support every student to succeed and support each student in their progression which of course requires more attention to differentiating instruction and to connecting and engaging with those children and young people. Uh, we know that a caring adult makes a huge difference in a young person's life so building that connection. And then teaching equity Well-being is also becoming a major factor, certainly when we look at our evidence in in Canada and in the USA, but also internationally. uh, Students' well-being is a, a major factor now particularly mental health, but other aspects of health too. So so we need to think about the physical and emotional and social elements of teaching and how students are supported. Mm. Now, that places a lot of demands on teachers to think about all of the students in their classroom. And then of course, when we go outside their classroom and into the bigger community, the world is changing. So we're asking teachers also to to be innovative, to integrate technology, to think about global competencies. So, So the work of the teacher keeps growing. And on the one hand, that's positive, But on the other hand, there's huge demands around workload and work intensification. And what does it really mean to be a teacher? And what's the responsibility of the education profession and the role of other professionals?
0: This this is the point about, as you say, the complexity of the work, because on the one hand, this implies a continuing commitment to knowledge. Yes. So teachers must constantly be learning. It also means that they are decision-makers, so their level of autonomy is absolutely crucial to the way in which they conduct the teaching and learning process in their respective workplaces. And clearly, as you say, that complexity demands collaboration. That That is now a a profession that will be working together with each other and, as you say, with allied professionals. Okay. So as you think about those dimensions of the profession, how do you think about where the profession must continue to invest in its work?
1: So we need to think about how we support the profession as a system throughout an individual career. So starting with initial teacher education, obviously, uh, making sure that teachers are really strong when they're teachables and understanding students and curriculum, instruction and assessment, Mm. uh, and support in in induction. So when teachers begin teaching, they need support, mentoring and coaching. However, it's really important that there's further professional learning for teachers throughout their career. The vast majority of teachers are experienced teachers, five plus years into the profession. So to provide them with support around their professional learning, and that quite often is is factors related particularly to their students' needs. I already mentioned equity. So how do they support diverse learners in inclusive classrooms? And some of that's work that, that teachers can do individually. However, what we're seeing is for the teachers opportunities for collaborative learning are extremely powerful when they're done well. Uh, opportunities to co-teach, to observe other teachers, to go into other classrooms, to be part of professional learning networks within their classroom, within their school, but also beyond their school to share and learn together. Because sometimes there's great knowledge within your school, but sometimes you need to get out beyond your school. Now that all takes investment. It takes dollars and it takes time and it takes access to expertise. So we have to invest in the professional learning and development of teachers, because not only does it benefit our teachers, it actually benefits our students. So we know from our own research that where you have a teaching profession that is supported and developed and has higher status, you can actually see outcomes that benefit school and student improvement and the overall system.
0: And that means, therefore, you need to think about the design of the very work environment, Yes. schools themselves. Uh, the learning environment, how you use time, space and people. So I take it that in order to be able to realize the potential of the profession and its work in the way you've described it, there are serious implications for how we think about the very work organization.
1: Yeah, time is the biggest issue. Time and money. So the the pieces around resources. Um, So in Canada, as in the USA, everybody that works in education works long hours. We have work load and work intensification. So we can't simply say, do more on top of that. We have to look at how we configure time. Uh, And we haven't fully cracked that. We, We don't have some of the opportunities that exist in Singapore and some other countries. When, when we worked on the state of educators' professional learning in Canada, we, we asked teachers how much time they were spending on their own professional learning, and it actually worked out as an average of, of two hours a week, which surprised people because our teachers also report working about fifty-five hours on their between classroom yes. instruction and the, their other work. Um, but two hours can be before school after school on the weekend on the vacation time so the key thing is how to integrate that into the instructional day Uh, and that requires some creative looking at scheduling within schools which some schools have done but not all schools and of course there needs to be a negotiation around teachers workload, teachers instructional day, if there are agreements with the union, with parents, if it's going to involve different school times for students. But until we get the time piece right, we we have a real challenge. And
0: these needs are different at different points on a career continuum. Say a word about that.
1: Yeah, so what we found that in the first five years of teaching, where people need the most support really is around their teaching, curriculum instruction, assessment, uh, classroom management as well, and so on, special educational needs. From about five years in, teachers are increasingly looking to to develop their own learning, uh, to advance social justice and equity concerns, to be able to go deeper into how to support students, uh, to think more about the students who are struggling in their classroom. In Canada, we've had a Truth and Reconciliation Commission around the the history of Indigenous students and, and how underserved their needs have been an historical issues. So our teachers need support to support all students. Uh, And we have to think about that piece too.
0: So tell me this, I know we're focusing here on teacher learning, but let's also pick up on the other dimension that this latest volume brings into sharp relief and that is teacher leadership. Now, I understand that in fact, you can express your leadership in a variety of ways. And you've already raised the question about within the classroom, within the school, within the community. But you also make a connection between powerful teaching and a profession, right, and the whole of the system performance. And you see a direct relationship between that. So if I think now about what you've sometimes described as a teacher-led system, what does that look like and what dimensions of leadership are you really addressing?
1: So, so the idea of a teacher-led system is gaining more and more momentum. Uh, it's been referenced by the OECD. Yes. I'm an advisor in Scotland where there's a move to a teacher-led system. There's the whole flip the system movement around our teacher-led educational change. The reality is it's not as well developed on the ground as, as, as the rhetoric is moving yeah. at the moment. So ha- we know that if we can get trust, respect, Appropriate professional autonomy with linked responsibility—it has powerful impact for teachers' sense of their efficacy and their identity and their work to support school improvement and wider system improvement, as you have, have said. And
0: we and we get better learning outcomes. Absolutely, I take it. Absolutely, <laughs>
1: absolutely, student outcomes too. So you know, leadership is the exercise of influence. We all have influence. Uh, But some of us use it intentionally and some of us use it unintentionally. So we have to think about how can we support teachers to expand their influence. Of course within their classroom they have influence, but we've been looking at how do we support experienced teachers who want to develop not only leadership of, of students' learning, which is the most important thing, but to share and develop their own learning. So one of the programmes has been the Teacher Learning and Leadership Programme in Ontario, TLLP. And through the TLLP, teachers in in teams can apply to receive funding to take forward a project that they lead, linked to an area of student needs that they've identified. What makes it different, though, is that these teachers become responsible for the professional learning of other educators. So you're no longer just a teacher in your classroom, you're also leading professional learning and you have to commit to share your knowledge and practice beyond your school. So we talk about deprivatization of practice. So opportunities where teachers are leading professional learning workshops, symposia, other types of events, increasingly the use of online forums that has really taken off social media and blogs and videos and apps to share learning beyond your immediate community. So, so thinking, you know, your original question is about the job of teaching and now yep. I'm saying it's also leading adult learning in order to benefit student learning.
0: Absolutely, but that program um, was a program that uh, was a partnership between the Ontario Ministry, yep. the Teachers' Federation, the profession. I just want to draw uh, a connection here because in the Empowered Educator work, as you well know, because uh, you referred to this in the Ontario study, but you know it from the other case studies, whether in fact we're talking about a Singapore or whether we actually go into Europe or Finland, Estonia, whatever, yeah, Shanghai. Mm-hmm. The interesting question there is about how the profession takes its responsibility seriously in, if you say, uh, using the language, of helping to lead the system. Yeah. So what does that really look like is that the responsibility to do that is not just I do a program. It is actually that I take on responsibility jointly with other partners right, to seriously lift the performance of the entire system. That is a fundamental shift in the way in which we think about the role of the profession.
1: Yes, so so one of the things is encouraging teachers to have the belief that they can be leaders yes. based on their teaching expertise. Yes. Obviously some people will move into formal leadership positions, but some people want to remain classroom teachers yes. or want to be pedagogical yep. leaders in a different way. So supporting them in that. But it it requires system and school leaders to also value and support that work, to see it as important, to see that leadership just doesn't come from the top. It has to be genuinely teacher-led as well, not instead of as well. And there needs to be an infrastructure of support, does need some money, does need some time, does need some training. So you've been taught to be a teacher. You haven't necessarily been taught to be a change leader on a grand scale. So you have to deal with all of these things about conflict management and negotiation and communication, influencing. Uh, And it's probably not for every teacher. It's not what everyone wants to do, but for those that do want to do it, and in fact some of the most successful were, were, were people who were shy and quiet, but this gave them an opportunity. Uh, we talk about it like a, a chrysalis, so if, if the chrysalis is too tight the butterfly never emerges, Yes. and how do you support opening up people in a way that they're supported to develop their leadership? So you
0: design the system intentionally to do this. So the whole question here about Uh, teacher leadership. And this is now, as we know, a very big part of the discourse. But this is actually leading at multiple levels. This is leading other professionals. This is leading other adults. This is leading young people's learning. This is actually knowledge exchange in a very serious way. So this is not just a programmatic uh, issue. It is actually a redesign of the system in order to get teacher leadership Yep. exercising this agency?
1: So what what we've found certainly from the Teacher Learning and Leadership Programme is this way of working has spread. So the TLELP is a particular programme, sure. but the way of working has spread. So collaborative professionalism, which obviously the has become... jargon and and more widespread. It originated from some of the learning from the TLLP in Ontario because the principles are value all voices, share practices, deprivatise your practice, share knowledge and value everyone that's involved. So those principles can apply more widely.
0: And so we should be clear that in different Uh, jurisdictions with different cultures and different backgrounds they will actually be pursuing these principles in different ways but there will be common principles well let me finally ask you this question because uh, the advance of uh, teacher learning and leadership in the way in which you are now articulating it is going to be central your argument will be to whole of system improvement and that means actually dealing with effectiveness efficiency and particularly equity Yeah. yeah however we are still operating as you said earlier In a space where other people can test the leadership roles. Now in Ontario right now, let me just finish by asking you this, it's been a case study of ours and it's a case study that others refer to, but right now the politics of education in Ontario are difficult. So how do you think about advancing this agenda when you do need to take account of government, the role of government, The politics of education and how the profession can continue to advance this work in partnership even when in fact some of the conditions are less hospitable than they might otherwise be.
1: Yeah so so one of the key things has been uh, a partnership between the government, professional associations including teacher unions but also school principals and superintendents and the profession itself and actually researchers too to support this work. And when you have that, you have the virtuous cycle of people genuinely working together. At the moment, we have a change in government and our relationships are not good between our teachers' uh, unions and our government at this particular moment. Hopefully, we will move through that. But the the depth of the work is still there. You, you You can't turn off teacher leadership, when people have learned yes. to work in ways... This is irreversible. Yeah. So, so now what we see, we've asked how sustainable is this work? Because that's a concern. But people now want to be involved in collaboration. They want to share their learning. So teacher leadership might look a little different in times of austerity and adversity, but our teachers are standing up and speaking up and they want to lead the profession and that's not going to change.
0: Carol, thank you. Uh, Let me just acknowledge that in exactly the way that you have indicated that this is now an agenda, right, that is going to gather further momentum. It's going to be the powerful force that will drive further improvement uh, in our learning systems. Your contribution to that work is something that we have been wonderfully indebted to you and continue to have a partnership with you. So thank you very much indeed for joining us today.
1: Thank you.